Today is Thursday, December 24th, 2020. It's Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. So I haven't podcasted for a week. Last week we had the gangbang, the last gangbang of the year um, on Thursday. And now I am podcasting on Christmas Eve. Um, so let's see. Since last week, my husband has, um, well, he left yesterday. <laughs> Uh, my husband went to New Orleans to spend Christmas with his family. He does that every year. Nothing new. So the night before he left, we did our Christmas together. And, um, you know, we did our presents and stuff. And I he got me the new um, MagSafe charger. The I forget what it's called, but it's the one that folds up and it's all white. And you can put your watch on one side and your phone on the other. And I absolutely love it. And he got me some shirts, and um, uh, I can't think of the other stuff. We didn't get very much this year, but um, uh, well, and a couple other things are still have yet to come because shipping is so slow. But um, I gave him um, a, a a wine device called a Duran device, and it, you use it to open uh, bottles of wine that are really old and where the cork might fall apart. It's got these little really, really thin things that are on the side of the corkscrew and you push those in and then you turn the corkscrew and it kind of grips the side of the cork so that when you pull it out, it doesn't fall apart. And he's got some old bottles of wine that we haven't been um, tempted to uh, taste yet because of these old corks. So hopefully this device will help with that. And I got him a gift certificate to Williams-Sonoma, which he loves. And I got him slippers and, oh my gosh, I can't think of what else I got. That's terrible. Oh, some, he likes the fancy soaps from L'Occitane, so I got him a bunch of those. And um, I, th- I think that's all. See, we just, we didn't uh, go overboard or anything with Christmas this year. Because as other podcasters have said, like I believe I heard this on Adam's show, uh, The Geeky Gay, um, he says that, you know, we're adults now. We have our own money. If we want something, we just buy it. We don't really wait for someone to buy it for us. So um, that's pretty much we're the same way. We get what we want. And, you know, um, for myself, I already bought, which I am using this instant as we speak, the Apple AirPods Max headphones. And I absolutely love them. I'm going to talk about them, however, on a podcast with John Ong. We are hoping to record on Saturday, the 26th, and then I'll uh, put that out on Sunday or whenever. Um, but we're going to get together and talk about the the headphones and um, Fitness Plus and, oh, and well, my other gift that I bought myself. So um, earlier this week, I was, well, I've been thinking about this for a while, and then I hear I heard some other people talking about it, like I heard Adam and I believe Daniel talking about a NAS. Now, a NAS is network attached storage. So I um, wanted to uh, set up a um, media server for all of my old movies. So I bought the Synology. Um, it's nine DS or DS nine twenty plus. And I, the numbers mean nothing to me. I don't know what that means, but it will hold four four hard drives. And it creates a RAID, which is a, a kind of um, a mixed storage. It uses all the disks together so that you can have some redundancy. And I set it up so that it will have um, 
like one drive could die and I would still have all my um, stuff on the other drives. So I bought four eight terabyte drives. So that's 32 terabytes of storage. But when you put it together in a RAID, it um, you know takes down like a fourth of that um, for you know the way it spreads the data across all the different drives. Anyway, so it turns out that I have after the 32 um, terabytes, I end up with I ended up with like 21 and a half terabytes of free storage space. Well, free as in as in there's nothing on those on it right away. So setting up the NAS, I have to say it was not as easy as I thought. I watched a ton of videos on YouTube and went to the Synology site and looked at their, um, their different videos up on how to set up. But I, for some reason, I did it, I did one thing backwards. So I set up the whole drive and then I saw on a video where for safety or for security reasons, you want to change the, change it from a, um, dynamic uh, IP address, like your, when you plug it into your router, it will, each time it comes on, it will give it a new um, IP address. Well, you don't want that because you want to be able to get to the same IP address every time you want to access those files. And so I had to, so at, like at the end of the setting up process, I changed the IP address and then none of the other stuff would work. <laughs> so I had to start over. Luckily I hadn't, um, I hadn't put any data on it yet. I was just in the setup process. So I was able to um, redo it and set it to a static IP address and get it all set up to the way I wanted. And it actually didn't take that long. I think, I, um, I don't know, I, I thought I heard from Adam that the that the setup process takes hours and hours and hours for it to, um, I guess, set up the disks in, in the certain storage uh, pattern or whatever. Um, but mine didn't take that long. I, I mean, from the time I started till the time I was already backing up stuff onto it, it was maybe three hours. And and that was mostly because I was reading stuff and I was watching videos and then working on it and stuff like that. But in the end, I set up two um, volumes, I guess, on there. One was for backups and one is for... Um, a Plex media server. Now, Plex is the software that you use to set up a media server. And when I say a media server, that means I can go on my Apple TV and use the Plex app and pull up all of my movies that I have, which are now stored. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them are stored on the NAS drive right now. So I can actually do it from anywhere. Um, my phone, my iPad, my laptop, the computer, and I think if I did it right, I can even do it from um, other places. Like if I'm somewhere else, I think I can connect to my local network to be able to, um, you know, get get the movies and stuff. So um, the first thing after after I had it all set up, the first thing I did was I did a backup, and I backed up my entire computer, and then I backed up my uh, I have a separate drive for all my videos, and I backed those up. And then I backed up all of the libraries in my Final Cut Pro uh, uh, program, whatever, because um, I have different libraries for different things. So, and, and that, so uh, in that drive, there was 10.5 terabytes of space. And after backing up all of that information, uh, the, you know, my, my uh, iMac, 
the um, video files, all the uh, Final Cut Pro libraries, all that stuff. I'm only I've only used one percent of the drive, <laughs> which is good because that means I have plenty of space to um, back it up. Now I was able to, uh, following directions from videos and stuff, learn how to use the Time Machine backup on my Mac to back up to my Synology NAS. Um, so now every time it does a backup, it goes to the um, well. Actually, I have it set up uh, two different ways. One, it will go. To, I have another drive connected to my computer um, that has a two terabyte um, SSD in it, and I've been backing it up onto that for uh, since I got this computer in 2019, and so like I had a year of backups on there. But once I connected the NAS drive, Time Machine said. Um, when I was going to select the drive on the NAS to back it up to, um, Time Machine gave me a message that said, you can use both or just one. So I selected both and it said every other backup, it'll switch um, either the NAS or the um, SSD. So I'm, I have, first of all, I have redundance, redundancy on the NAS drive because it, it'll, um, you know, save your information. So if you lose one disk, that, then I have the, other external SSD, and then I would really like to figure out how to back up the computer automatically to iCloud because with the Apple One service, I have two terabytes of space on the iCloud storage. So I, I want to figure out how to do that, but I haven't found any, um, I haven't done that much research on it, but I, need, I want to figure that out. So then, I, then I'll have my data being backed up in three different places um, and one would be in the cloud. Um, so there's that. Then the second um, uh, volume that I set up was for the Plex Media Server. And that also has 10.5 terabytes of, of space on it. So I started last night by trying to move my like um, movies that I bought on iTunes. I tried to move those over. But then when I brought up the Plex software... To play it, it wouldn't play it because it's got um, DRM, digital rights management, um, embedded somewhere in the file. So I don't know how to get rid of those. So none of my iTunes movies, I don't have that many, maybe 15 that I bought over the years. They would not play on the Plex server. So I have to figure, I'm sure there is some way to do that. But besides those, I have like 60 or 70 movies that a couple years ago, more like probably eight years ago when I when I owned all these DVDs, I ripped them and had made a digital file of them. And I was able to upload those easily to the uh, media server. And it, what's really cool is you, I, you have to upload the file to a folder and you name the folder, the name of the movie and the year it came out. And once uh, Plex starts, um, you know, seeing these files, it goes out to the internet and it will get a, a movie poster. It will get the synopsis of the movie, who's in it, and provide you tons of information about the movie. So I just literally upload the file and then it did all the work. I think right now I have maybe 20 movies on there and I've got, you know, easily 40 more to put on there. And then I've got, you know, a ton of DVDs that my dad gave me or of those that I kept, I should say, um, that I, I need to figure out how to rip those and put those on the Plex server. Because I, I will say, I, I the biggest reason I wanted to do this with the um, NAS was because the iTunes 
you know, when you connect your computer to iTunes through the Apple TV, it will show you all the movies that you purchased, but it wouldn't, at least I haven't figured out how, it wouldn't show me the movies that I had already ripped myself. So, um, so it's like one way or the other. I can either watch the iTunes movies or I can watch my own ripped DVDs. So I'm working on that too. In the end, I, I hope to have all of the movies on the Plex Media server and have access to them through Apple TV. Um, now, the Apple TV I have in the office here is a direct connect, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Ethernet cable. I have an Ethernet cable coming out of the Apple TV goes and it goes right into the router. And that's the fastest, best way to deliver the files to Apple TV to play them. However, the one in the living room, the Apple TV living room, is on Wi-Fi. So I haven't even tried to uh, use the server in there yet. But I have, uh, have it all set up in the office, and it's, it's working great. So that's actually been my little um, project for the last couple of days. Um, well, actually, I just got it yesterday, so yesterday and today, of setting all that up and backing things up. I will say that when, when the NAS is running... I have it sitting on the desk, which is probably not the best idea. When it's running, you can, well, it says it only runs at 19 decibels, but um, I hear it. And it what drives me crazy is the disk access. I know that if they were all SSDs, I wouldn't even hear it. But when the, the hard drives are actually being accessed, you hear all that thumpity thump 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 thumpity thump thump thump, all that kind of stuff. And it drives me crazy. So before I started this podcast, I shut down the NAS after I did some research and found out that uh, the NAS is meant to be on all the time. And that's why these you buy special drives to go in there. But um, I said, well, I what if you want to shut it down? And then several people in, in um, Reddit saying that they shut theirs down every night. And some people said, no, I leave mine on all the time. So um, it really just depends up to you. But um, as long as you shut it down properly through the... Um, the web interface that you connect to it, then you're doing fine. So I'll start it back up after I finish this podcast. So there's, so that's um, what I'm doing. Now, other things I have going on, um, tomorrow is Christmas Day, and I hope everyone has um, uh, plans to do stuff. I know that a lot of people are going to be by themselves for Christmas, and um, while that's sad, it's certainly understandable with coronavirus. Um, I'm definitely going to be alone. Actually, I'm going to be alone for like the next six days because my husband doesn't, well, actually he comes back on Tuesday. So it's another five days, I guess. Um, but today on Twitter, I was, I've been following Twitter all day and people are posting pictures of their meat. Now <laughs> I say that like, oh, uh, that kind of meat. No, not that kind of meat. Because today, I guess everyone's having a special Christmas Eve dinner. Um, everyone's been posting their meat. And I say that because Big Fatty posted his meat. I think he, he, I don't, now I don't remember which, um, which meat he has, but he's posted pictures and talked about his meat before and after cooking. And I have no idea what kind of meat it is. I'm looking at a picture now that's on his counter with the, uh, toaster oven behind it. I, I wonder, is that brisket? I, I have no idea what that meat is. I know he talked about it on his show, but I, I have totally uh, forgotten. So Big Fatty's uh, showing us his meat, and um, Wes Stone was showing us his meat, too. And the thing is, the one that um, 
West Elm is showing is a huge, oh, granted, Big Fatties is huge too, but this is a huge chunk of meat. And I, again, I don't know what kind of meat that is because I don't eat a whole lot of red meat, um, but they both put all kinds of spices on them. And um, West Stone showed the seasoning and I hope he's going to show a picture when, it, when it's done because that was like uh, five hours ago. So I haven't seen a picture of it. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. They don't. So, no, they may post a picture of his other things as he's, he's having. And it looks like he's having um, Brussels sprouts and uh, look, they look like half-cut potatoes with cheese and um, something green on them. And uh, they look nice if they didn't have the green things on them. But anyway, my point is that everyone's showing their meat today or, and their meals because I think Kathy Bacon showed her whole, her whole table uh, of food that they were having today. Um, I'm not having any of that stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to have yet because I haven't eaten dinner yet. So I'll figure something else out. But now tomorrow being Christmas Day, and uh, as you might remember, my mother passed away in September. Um, so my family, we've been, all my brothers and sisters, that is, we've been doing a pretty good job of staying in touch with each other on, um, we have a group chat on um, messages, sorry. So my one of my brothers decided that he thinks we should all get together on Christmas Day and do a Zoom. So he has um, set up a Zoom for our entire family for tomorrow at 11.30 in the morning. And we're going to you know see each other and chat and catch up and stuff like that. And I think that's going to be um, really fun because um, it, it's been a while since we've seen them all. So that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. And, of course, I'll be working on um, uploading more movies to the server as well. Um now, I, I, was, I have a voicemail from Scotty, uh, and this voicemail is from last week, and he was talking about, on, well, on Twitter, he was talking about, uh, well, I, maybe I said that because he, he had gone to Harvey Bay with his uh, family, was that last week or earlier this week? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> anyway, he um, was talking about how, and I said, nobody's wearing a mask. How can they all be out there? And, and then he wrote, you know, he replied that um, we don't have coronavirus in um Australia. It's pretty much eradicated. Well, then he called the voicemail line and he left a message with a coronavirus update. So let's listen to that voicemail now. G'day Archer, it's Scotty, your Aussie battler with your Australia coronavirus update. So all the borders between the states basically came down about a week and a half ago and now... People are free to basically go anywhere, except overseas. Did you know Australians are barred from leaving the country? Uh, anyway, that's what happens when you take people's guns away. But listen, we've just had a massive coronavirus outbreak, super spreader event in the northern beaches of Sydney, which is where all the rich posh people live. Are you ready for the numbers? As at yesterday, Friday, 28 people with coronavirus, 28 new cases. So the states are panicking. Western Australia has now blocked people from New South Wales. Queensland is blocking people from that part of Sydney. It's pandemonium and 28 cases. It could turn into millions anytime now. Other than that, coronavirus is basically dead and buried. But um, again, that's what happens when you don't allow people to have guns. Okay, well, Merry Christmas. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. 
although it's stinking hot already. Bye. Thank you so much for that message, Scotty. I appreciate it. I did not know that the Aussies were ba- were banned from leaving the country. That is wild. Um, although Americans can't go to Europe still, I think. So, you know, we, I guess we kind of know that. Um, and then he said that they, are, they had a super spreader outbreak of 28 people. Are you kidding? You're calling that a super spreader event? The United States is having something like 230,000 new cases every day. We have over, is it 17 million people with cases? I'm, I don't even know. But I know that we're, we're getting close to, uh, I think, 350,000 people who have died. This is more people have died in 2020 in the United States than any other year. That's amazing. That's a lot of death. And of course, you know, our president um, is not paying attention to it. But that's nothing new there. Um, anyway, so he has that super spreader event where 28 people um, have the virus. And I say, Scotty, it's time to shut everything down. It's the only way to get rid of it. Well, but the thing is, we can probably learn from you guys because if you're being able to pretty much eradicate it and we are still having 230,000 cases a day, then something's wrong. Um, let's see. And you said uh, that... Um, uh, Oh, you said because because we took away your, they took away your guns. I don't think guns have anything to do with it. But anyway, so Scotty, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Of course, when I'm recording this, you're already having your Christmas because you're a day in the future. So Merry Christmas to you. Hopefully you had a great time with your family. Now, um, that brings me to the end of this podcast because it's already been 20 minutes our past 20 minutes. So uh, thank you, Scotty, for the message. And thank you, everyone, for listening and, and to continuing to be supportive and everything. Um, as I said, I'm going to have a try to do a podcast with John Ong on Saturday and then post it either Sunday or Monday. Um, so look forward to that. And um, that's it. So thank you all for listening. Um, Merry Christmas. And until next time, bye. <laughs>